fuck, man. Thank you, guys. This is Tall Can Audio. <laughs> Welcome inside another edition of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. It is a Super Bowl Sunday recording session. It's a week where we've been shooting down balloons over Montana. We're shooting down balloons over the Yukon Territory. It's Matt Robinson with Rob Christie alongside, and I want to ask you to start. How much would it take to get you to be the one who slides behind the stick of the Goodyear blimp over the Super Bowl today? (laughs) Uh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely. I, I will pilot that. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a great day for that mission. <laughs> air air donuts. I'm not sure how that happens in the Goodyear blimp. Yeah. Brake torques. Can you do that in a, in a Zeppelin of any kind? You can do whatever you want on your way hurtling towards yes. Earth with an F-16 <laughs> on your tail. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Uh, we're on social media at Talk and Audio. Give us a follow there. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us. What's happening, man? How's it going today? Well, and who hasn't felt like LeBron in that clip? I, my mouth keeps moving, but I've ran out of words, so I'm just going to say, fuck it. Thank you very much, everybody. This uh, Earlier this week, LeBron James sets the new NBA record for all-time points, and uh, I guess forgot that he was on national television while he care. was, uh, yeah, didn't care. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. You're welcome, LeBron. That may find its way into the outro of the podcast moving forward. <laughs> Fuck, man. This Thank crazy you. shit in my ears, whatever's happening here. Yeah, yeah, man. What are we cracking into there? Uh, I'm fine, which you did ask earlier. Oh, that's right. Um, I am cracking into, and really this is, more and more it's my go-to. This is a ESB English ale from Indie Ale House in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Or Peterborough. <laughs> Yeah, depending on there was some googling happening. Yeah, your here. perspective, yeah. Uh, so an extra special bitter, and I know we've we've debated over who will determine whether it's really <laughs> extra special. Yeah, uh, I love it. Right? It's it's to me it's it's the original session beer, right? It's a, a bitter is always well balanced, a little malt forward, but not that sweet. I love I love a bitter. So I've cracked that bad boy open and it is as advertised. Okay. Easy drinking, 5.1%. Nice, Matt. Nice. Uh, over here. What are you drinking uh, over there, yeah, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Something, uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday, right? Still early in the day uh, with a big game to come. We'll touch on that in a few minutes. But needed to, to maybe come into this particular Sunday with the pedal down. Pedal down? So this is 10%. Wow. It is a, I actually think we may have had this before on the podcast. Maybe just you, actually. I is it a Flying Monkeys? Yes. Orange Creamsicle? No. Double dry hopped IPA? But it is Flying Monkeys. It is a chocolate manifesto. Oh, yes, we have had that. Triple stout. Yeah. See, I don't know what that means. I understand what a triple IPA is, right? Like I, I sort of know a triple... Stout, I, it's 10% anyway, and it's three different types of chocolate. Maybe that's what, that's probably what the triple means, yeah. man, that it's a triple chocolate stout. It's an imperial though. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's all that is. It's the triple chocolate, but it's an imperial, which just means it's being drank out of a glass, clearly. Uh, it's, hmm. Or not. I can smell the chocolate already <laughs> emanating 
from this can, and it's got me very excited. Chocolate emanating from the can. That seems like a Pornhub search. 100%. Not for most of us. (laughs) Um, Wow. How is that, Matt? It tastes imperially (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're getting that? You're getting a little alcohol? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's thick and it's coming at you with, yeah, it's very boozy. Yeah. Right. And see, to me, that is- Perfect for a Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. And and I, I if I had one complaint about the, you know, their work over there is is that, that orange creamsicle mm-hmm. was, it was boozy as well, right? Like it just- you're still looking for something that doesn't taste like I'm drinking Al Cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? In grade 10 out behind the athletic shack. Sure. Like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe somebody's getting suspended. That'd be me. <laughs> maybe not. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, you're looking, you're still looking for it to be, I think back to um, the porter that, yeah. that Andy had in here. Oh, the uh, Percy Mapleton. The Percy Mapleton Porter at 7.6. Which he came at us with without warning. It it's, had, it, to me, that could have been a 4% yeah, Porter. And he let us believe it might be until we were a few deep. Oh no. And then we were, <laughs> then we were drinking 24 tall boys on the table here and it was. It Sloppy. Was all hands on deck. <laughs> uh, should mention on Thursday morning, Kyle Bukoskis will be here. That, of course, was supposed to be Claire, Hannah, and Kyle Bukoskis, but uh, Claire's been sent away on assignment. Uh, Of course, uh, tons going on right now around in Soccer Canada, and over the weekend there was news, of course, about uh, the players threatening to strike, the organization threatening to sue them in return. They're down in Florida right now in preparation for the She Believes Cup. So Claire has been asked to go down, cover that, see what's going on, talk to the athletes, do some reporting down there. And uh, so she won't be around. I know she's disappointed. I'm sure she'd rather be here than in Orlando, Florida in February. Why wouldn't you want to be in Ottawa in February instead of Florida? Uh, So that's a devastating blow for her, no doubt. But uh, Kyle Bukoskis will still be here. That's going to be on Thursday morning. That's going to be a lot of fun. And on Friday morning, uh, AJ Jackieback will return. And uh, we've been trying to touch base with him for a while. I want to talk about his trip to Qatar. And, uh, I sort of had planned to talk more about the travel than the soccer. And then the soccer hit the fan over the course of the weekend, uh, with, uh, with a, you know, work action that, uh, the, the players were going to strike, uh, soccer Canada said, fuck you, we'll sue the shit out of you. And everyone was like, all right, I guess, I guess we'll go back to work because you don't pay us enough to be able to, to strike to begin with. Or to be able to fight off a lawsuit. So uh, I think that'll happen on Friday morning with AJ Jackiebeck. The following week, on Wednesday morning, Arden Zwelling from Sportsnet will be back on the podcast. It is just about baseball season. Pitchers and catchers! They're coming at you. Those especially who are playing in the World Baseball Classic are reporting this week. Nice. Everybody else starts to trickle in afterwards. Not sure if you got a look at Team Canada's roster for the World Baseball Classic. It's uninspiring. Oh, I'm disappointed by yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of guys, Opting including out? Toronto's own Jordan Romano, have insurance issues, contract issues, just not Well, I think Romano up. was going to pitch for Italy anyways. That could be, uh, but he's not participating. Uh, but we do have Freddie Freeman 
I, I think mom's Canadian, something like that. Yeah, the mo- mom is Canadian. Checking yeah, in sure. again. So uh, Tyler O'Neill, Cal Quantrill, there are a couple of guys that are recognizable, but be an uphill battle uh, for Canada. Anyway, all that is to say Arden Zwelling, uh, not this week, but next week talking uh, Blue Jays. And Just, he is super good. He knows his stuff. He's, he really uh, knows his stuff. Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to all of that. And I should also say uh, quick thanks to our buddy Graham Creech, who decided to give us a little love on the radio this week. Uh, gave me a little time, I guess it was last week now, by the time people are listening to this, on Thursday morning, threw out the invite, and uh, so went on, and my understanding historically is that they've been told not to do that, not to promote podcasts. You want to nece- maybe have somebody on to talk about an issue, yeah, okay, but don't spend too much time on their show, because in theory, it's competition. Uh, that, I believe, was an Has edict. Has got Graham Creech fired. So he'll be in here every Sunday with us from now on. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Creech. Yeah. Um, the pay is just terrible. I love but, it. I yeah. love it, man. It's, it's made me this far. We're almost eight years in. We're yeah. good to go, man. Yeah. Holy fuck. We are. Um, but uh, thanks to him. Anyway, I think that edict was under a f- an executive who has now been moved to a different position. And so uh, I think he was, you know, we're going to push the limits here, see what happens. You did the pod proud. I appreciate that. You covered all the things, man. You talked about beer. You talked about. The Leafs. Oh, the Leafs. Yeah. Well, I like that. I like that. Kenny came at you. Yeah. I think he was making sure right off the hop, anything that we might be doing for the podcast, making people like you guys will undo very quickly (laughs) afterwards by reminding Ottawa that, oh, you're a Leaf guy. Fuck him. (laughs) But here's the deal. So I am a religious listener to, uh, to local radio. And a participant in a local podcast, mm-hmm. uh, award-nominated podcast. That's true, man. Award-eligible. Uh, so, yeah, you were the best radio voice on that on that segment. Just, just saying, <laughs> just saying. And love Creech, love Long Balls. Yeah. But you had the big voice. You had the radio voice <laughs> on that segment. And that's not just me or your mother saying that. My mom says I'm cool. I've heard that and also attractive. <laughs> Hot was actually the word that was bandied around on Saturday night. What are we talking? <laughs> Still about my mom. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was odd because I think he didn't have me potted up yet when he f- first brought me in because I tried to say like there a, was there was a, 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 a delay. A delay. Like, oh my god, Matt's freezing. He doesn't know what they they threw it to me, and what I said was, "Boys, Lloydie leaves you in charge of his show for one week." And four days in, you're yeah. having people, letting people like me on here. And uh, somebody. We got the four days in. Somebody else texted me and said, why did, like, there was this delay. And then you were just like four days in, you're letting it. So anyway, I think there was a bit of a technical there glitch was a, there. There but, was a glitch there. So uh, sorry to Lloydie that they have uh, allowed me on your turf. But uh, it was fun. Anyway, sit and talk to those guys. Creech has been in a bunch of times. And, yep. And uh, said he'd return the favor. So yeah, we talked a little about the pod, talked a little about some beer. And then. Uh, and then, yeah, some a, Leafs and a, some a MMA. Little, a, little UFC, a little UFC? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? You're bringing it. So it's it's you did you did the pod proud. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Uh, over the course of this weekend, we saw the National Hockey League return to Eastern Canada. Yes, guy! After a hell of a long absence. I kind of thought maybe that's why I got the invite onto, uh, 
onto the radio. Man, everybody else is on vacation. There's no hockey. Because if you recall, the last time I was on was the middle of August. <laughs> Everyone was on vacation. It was a little Paralympic action, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. But uh, anyway, Sens come back. Their first game, uh, they lose a defenseman, their best defenseman, and uh, their goalie blows out two knees in the third period. You try and do that. <laughs> that is super hard to do. So... After ending the pre-All-Star portion of the schedule on a bit of a high, four-game win streak, still some people kind of clinging, maybe, maybe we're still close enough to take a run at the playoffs. Man, first game back pretty much brought everybody, I would think, smoking right back to earth. Wow. I, I think only your most ardent fanboys really Which had... we all are, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there are those of the us who have, who have sort of... One foot on on, on yeah. The you and I flushed the send season in November. Well, <laughs> and was it wrong? Here they are. Yeah, no, and so it's. I watched the game. Yeah, uh, forty five yeah, minutes much of it, it anyways. Yes. Um, and and I want to see things like I want to see Jake Sanderson go go you know carry the puck two hundred feet, wheel the zone. I want to see those things. That's what I'm, that's what the rest of the year is, right? Yeah. yeah. Stutzla. Not the next two weeks. Not the next, not the next 10 to 14 days. <laughs> right. Um, those are the things I want to see, right? Uh, it's, if, if this team can get between 85 and 90 points, mm-hmm. it's still a lost season. No doubt about it, right? I wanted this team to, to push for a playoff spot. Yeah. If not get that fourth spot. Which will now be taken care of in a crossover from the Metro. Thank you very much. Looks like it. Um, but yeah, this team is going to end up between eighty-two and eighty-seven points, right? Which is going to be seen as a failure, man. But so all no, we have a failure. It's... <laughs> yeah, no, and so you are looking at the rest of the season as what do we see? What do we see in terms of of player development? Because that's all we have left in this. Yeah. And now with, without, you know, in the next, again, 10 to 14 days, not only without your best all-round defenseman, but without both your starting goalies. Yep. Um, You're going to Belleville next weekend to scout the B-Sens. You may get the call to put the pads on, man. uh, You know what? I played some mean road (laughs) hockey, some mean road hockey back in the day. Um, and even Can if I go out in my boots, I don't want to put the skates Moon on. boots. I want those white boots that I had, <laughs> that I had back at Flynn's, Flynn's in the eighties, right? Those moon boots that by Sorrel. Sure. Bam, I'm kicking shit out. No problems. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, but I'm glad to have hockey back. Uh, honestly, it, even if it's to be angry, even if it's to be, Hey man, we're on a four game win streak. What's happening? Crash. Yep. But but again, we need a new new GM for sure, man. I mm-hmm. and and so I, it's funny. Earlier this week, they were talking about the ebbs and flows of a, of, a, of a season and and how, especially with this Ottawa Senators team this year, fire the coach. We're good. Fire the coach. We're on a roll. Fire the coach. Like it's just this. But I that has been the one unifying message I think around the team this year. Whether times are good or times are tough. I've been, We're firing the coach. I've been pretty consistent. Yeah, man. it's yeah. it's and since late last year, I I think DJ's a good guy. I I ran into him at the Canada Fair with his kids back in in in, in August, and he's there with his daughter. You suck. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody wants to see somebody get fired. You know what I mean? No. no. But the reality is. Except they do. We can't go a, f- a fourth year. Yeah. I got four fingers up here, man. <laughs> we cannot go a fourth year where we have an entire month in the first half of the season where this team hits the shitter. Like, and, and to me, that is, that is systems. If you can't get your core in four years to buy into or execute your system, we need a change in voice. I think a change. Yeah. So to me, and and the GM, man, that guy's got to go. That guy's got to, hey. It seems like everybody's going to go. If you want to stick around as a scout. I think you have, but you're not going to get another GM job. You said it. You said it in, a, in an email to me, Matt. Enjoy Uh-oh, your last. <laughs> enjoy your last year yeah. and a half right. as as a GM in this league. Like he's not going to get another. I think GM. I said last two months, but <laughs> close enough. Yeah. <laughs> look, this is one of those things where, when you look at this team now. One of the things, I know you missed it, and it's been a bit of a letdown lately, the 32 Thoughts segment. Uh, but one of the things that Merrick made clear last night that I forgot about uh, when you'd asked me was, he did say that it sounds like the Senators have told other teams, we're not dealing to Brinkett right now. We want to see how this plays out, and we won't talk contract until the new ownership is in place. I'm underwhelmed by that guy. The Brinkett? Yeah. Yeah, it has not been a good year. And there's been lots of talk at the beginning of the year, and a lot of it, some of it tongue-in-cheek, some of it not, and a lot of it from Ottawa, a lot of it not, that, hey, Patrick Kane's struggling, maybe he needed to bring Cat, and now the shoe's almost on the, look, Patrick Kane is struggling, but maybe he needed, every shooter loves a great setup guy, right? So... I wonder though, you know, Debrinket, this has not been a good year for him, certainly not a year he wants to negotiate off of, but he does have uh, a qualifying offer of like nine million bucks. And so Merrick just said that they've told teams they're not dealing him right now because they want the new ownership to be able to come in and say, here's what we're prepared to do and show him that there's some stability, right? It's maybe you can talk him into it a little easier we've talked about it before. If this year was meant to sell him on Ottawa, I have no idea how he feels about the city. He might love Ottawa. I'm not sure how he feels about the senators right now. So it probably makes sense to wait until you have the new ownership in place and, and then talk. And it, it, if that's the plan, I, I kind of get that because he is a high end guy and those are hard to get. He's not playing like it, right? but there's every bit as good a chance that you trade him hastily at the deadline and next year he's got 40 goals again. Yeah. Right? So, so the thing is he is a guy who pre Kane, this is a guy who had 200 goals in the OHL. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, it was all Connor. Oops. Nope. Not, not even there. Right. And you go, okay, well, and so he is a scorer. Yep. Right. He comes in and, and with Kane and he's got 40, 40, 30, whatever it is in the shortened season. Yeah. Guy's a scorer and, and he is below those numbers mm-hmm. this year. Uh, and, and he's playing with talent, but is he playing with the right talent, right? Right. And and it's hard to find that fix. And and the thing is, I hearken back, he seems to, by all by all accounts, right, he's a northern Michigan guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a young family. He's loved the the move here to to a city that is safe and easy. Uh, it's a young group. 
But I hearken back to to training camp when somebody asked them from the local media, right? Contract status, you know, what are you what are you thinking? You know, you, you interested in signing along? And the first thing he said was, they got a lot of shooters on this team. Hmm. Like, so so flat out, he's like Who's passing it to me? This is it, man. <laughs> and and you know what? As a shooter, I, I don't begrudge a guy that, but that is the first thing off the top of your head. It's a team with a lot of shooters. Are you and, in, are you interested in sticking around? Yeah, well, this is it, right? Oh, and man, so thank you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you, LeBron. Yeah. And DeBrinket says yes. <laughs> and and so to me, that is that is the thing, right? Is is we're not he's not resigning on a strength on a on a position of strength. No. And we're not trading him. No. On a position of strength. And so I do believe there's more in that guy. Yep. 100%. And so how do we find it here or how do you best maximize that for trade value? Yeah. Not now. That's the whole thing. <laughs> you can't now. Just wait, baby. Just yeah. wait. <laughs> um, I did get a, a mention on Twitter a week or two ago. It says, you always say subscribe and we'll keep the good stuff coming. When, when is, is the, the good, good stuff, stuff coming? <laughs> Fuck you, whoever that was. <laughs> it's every Monday. That's right. Uh, all it means is you're listening. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's been a bad year, and I would say... I'm a shooter, and I'm just waiting for a better pass or two. Where's my cane? Right. Where's my cane at? Yeah. Uh, he's probably under the knife, undergoing <laughs> hip surgery at this point. I don't know, man. I, I would say whatever hope may have been left on Saturday, your goalie goes down, your yeah. defenseman goes down. It's a loss that you can't have. Uh, uh, Edmonton's yeah. a good team, whatever. But it it every piece of momentum that had been built before the break was just smashed. And they talk all the time about getting hot at the right time or the wrong time, right? The Sens probably didn't want to see the All-Star break arrive. If you've won four in a row, let's keep going. Right. Let's see what happens. But you pause everything for a week or 10 days. and The, the reality is that four-game win streak, you beat a mediocre Islanders Leafs team. team. <laughs> no, and you you roll into Toronto on a Friday night yep. and you win that. And that's that's a big deal. Yep. They can beat Montreal back to back. Montreal's shit. It's true, man. Like, Montreal is shit. Like really, they're not good. And so four games, you go, yeah, four games. But it's really just you take a look at it and go, what's happening? Right? It's 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 the leaf win is the one where you go. Well, especially for your fans too, right? Like this oh. season sucks. Like I Take that, enjoy that, run with it, right? Like they, had, they, they won't have as good of a night until game 89 for the Leafs this year, right? Like, oh man, I love that. That'll be another big night I, for I am fans. so fired up. <laughs> um, it's wrong. It's wrong already. Um, not only did they have Matt Robinson on local radio last week, they had Darcy Tucker. Hmm. Did you hear that? A couple of heavy hitters, man. That's, that's, so, no, I um, if it's not me, I'm not listening. One heavier than the other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Um, we both have great cowboy boots, though, I can tell you that. 100% <laughs> assless chaps and cowboy oh, boots. Oh, Jesus. Um, but it was it was fun. You know, they were talking about with, with no Eastern Canadian hockey teams. Yeah. You're sort of, uh, you're you're going back in, in time and you're talking a little Battle of Ontario. Remember that time Alfredson buried you under the board? <laughs> and it's funny because he, 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 they, well, they, they, he, they, they clearly talked about that, yeah. right? And... And they were talking about, I don't know, whatever else happened. The, the, the one year when 
all there were so many leaves. Sundin was injured, and there was 2002. All, there were all these guys injured. And Alan like, McCauley, Travis Green. <laughs> yes, and he's like, and and the drive, the subtle drive by, which I super appreciate, which was he goes, and I'm not sure. Maybe Domi was out too. Maybe he got hit from behind too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found that to be succulent as a, as a listener, right? Because he did Rico Pearson, right? Sure, Ricard. The, uh, Ricard Pearson, yeah, the, the one wow. and only time Domi bled ever <laughs> in his life. Of his plasticine. Um, yeah, for cement head. <laughs> um, but it was a great listen. It yeah. was a great listen. And um, and what I was left with was, Sens lost all four series. Yeah. But I can't think of a time ah, where I was more engaged. No. As a fan, right? Yeah. Like you it was so passionate on both sides, right? Yeah. And 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 the fan bases, the teams, there was just so much. It was Yeah, it it was a great time and I look back on it as as What it, was, did we not just hear about this? Alfie said something at the Hall of Fame. Somebody asked him about the 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 Tucker hit. He's like, some might say it was from behind or something kind of sly like yeah, that yeah, with a yeah, smile well, on his well, face. Well, somebody like, said, you know, I don't know, it was, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, la, 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 la. Sports Illustrated writer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Farber. Michael Farber. And he's like, if it was a penalty, Michael, the refs would have called it. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that's, yeah, that's, that's every thing. bit as good, man. You're like, bam, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Everybody knows in hindsight <laughs> that's a fucking penalty. Um, Runs him over, takes the puck, scores. Yeah, He's fucking laying that game five winner. Oh right? well, and what are you gonna game do? Six. And so yeah, Tucker must have dropped three times the new and like two goal night on Laleem. Fuck yeah. Andrewlock gets the pass away. They get it up the center ice. You and I striding in there for Toronto and the scores. That the goal went in, it's how it went in that can deflate everyone. And how he missed this one, I don't know. He could have taken his glove hand off and caught it barehanded. He's had a terrific playoff, but he missed this one, and his team's in a hole now. And he's like, I don't know how those went in. No. But they went in. That is one of those games that I remember very vividly. For whatever reason, I remember... Not ready to go by the trues yeah. was the hit at the time, and they used it as the you know. There's always the intro video for a game seven. Yeah, they drop that, and it just fit perfect, right? Like neither of these teams wants to go or whatever. And it's game seven, and we're gonna do this. Yeah, it, and I do. I remember Bob Cole's call, who I know is not super popular, always in Ottawa. Number twelve for the Ottawa Sens. <laughs> so Newendike scores the one, and it's just coming down the left wing, and he just sort of yeah. <laughs> Whatever, in it goes. And later in the period, he's coming down and it's Bob Coles is like, Newendike again, scores again. Like he was as surprised yeah, as, as everybody I else think, in the building. I think he actually, after saying scores again, goes, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. That one was too high for the breeze. Here's Newendike again. Scores again. Right through the lane. Two in a row for Newendike. What's going on? This time, same angle though. Shoot. 
can't score in practice from that angle on any kind of a goaltender. And Patrick Laline, with these last two Newendijk goals, has put his team in a huge crevice. Well, and if you look at Le- if, at if you look at Laline's playoff stats, yeah. stellar. Yeah, like the the goals against is super. <laughs> Anyways, my point is yeah. what Darcy said. They followed it up an hour later in the same day with Wade Redden on his views, but point counterpoint. No, no, and and really, it's yeah. it's Wade's coming at it like, wow, it's not a lot of it's not a lot of highlights. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say no, here? Fair but, enough. But the, but the reality is, and what both guys come down, and both Alberta guys, yeah. right, both played on the World Juniors together because they asked them, what was it that you as a hundred and forty point WHL guy, you know. Decided, I gotta, I gotta be an agitator and an energy guy. And he's like, I'm making thirty fucking thousand dollars in the AHL, or I'm riding on charters in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. What do I need to do? Ah, <laughs> uh, clearly, I gotta wait and find somebody who can, who can, you know. So he's like, I gotta do whatever. Yeah. And so that is the beauty. When you look at that's a guy who's a WHL leading goal scorer or point getter. Mm-hmm. On a team that had Aginla and Doan on it, like and won it's three, team. won three Memorial <laughs> yeah. Cups. Hey Don, hey, where are you at these days? <laughs> um, but just him saying, and I knew I'm making thirty grand in the AHL, or I could go back to the farm on the AHL, or go back to the farm or play in the AHL. And I'm like, fuck that, I'm not going back. And when my uncle John was here, yep, working on the farm. He's like, when he sat down in in Windsor with. Jim Rutherford or whoever. So for that those was. who miss it, this is John Barrett played defense in the NHL, in the NHL. For, for the Caps and the Wings, yeah. and and was a big sturdy guy. Yeah. And in junior, they said to him, "Hey man, we need more from you. If you're looking to make it, brute strength and ignorance. Yeah, brute strength and ignorance. <laughs> that's that's that is the that is the reference. You can either go back to the farm, or you can do that and carry on. Yeah. And so clearly, Darcy Tucker is like. Okay, I can do this. Muck it up a little. I can do this, right? And so, anyways, it was. The bottom line is, it it takes you back to a time where, like I said, zero and four Ottawa was, but man, engaged, engaged as a fan base, engaged in hockey, and it was, man, it was the best of times. And and Tucker said he's like, yeah, people talked about how soft that Ottawa team was, and they were just skilled and soft. He was like, we lost. Every round after we beat that team, he said, because it was, they were battles. Yeah. They were absolute battles. Yeah. So for anyways, sure. I, I wish for those times to come back, whatever that is. I long for that kind of passion. Uh, Darcy Tucker actually traded to that Toronto. Dirty motherfucker. For uh current broadcaster, Mike Johnson was the deal that brought him to Toronto and he was talking about uh, on Friday night's broadcast Leafs and, and Columbus Blue Jackets about uh, Kevin Westgarth uh, George Peros some of these big fighters it all came out of like Harvard and, and whatever and same thing like McSorley I think was also uh... you're not good enough to you might be plenty smart but you are not a good enough hockey player to make it without adding a little something to your and he named off three or four yeah like just absolute heavyweights that came out of these Ivy League schools 
um, and, uh, and you know, had to make their way through the league that way. And, and so Darcy Tucker, certainly not a heavyweight, but a guy who had to figure that out too. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to make it on skill alone. Uh, so this is the way it's, it's going to have to get done. Uh, Mike Johnson, you and I were talking about in the green room has become, especially since Ferraro stepped away by far oh, Ray, the best, where are you, where are you at, Ray? Uh, the best color guy in Canada at this point. And he, he's doing Sens games. He's doing Leaf games. He's doing a Habs game right now. And it, it's sort of, I don't know, maybe bleak is overstating it, but the, I'm unimpressed by many of the broadcast teams across Canada, both kind of the regional and national broadcast. There are some highlights. There's some people I really enjoy. And I love that Kyle Bukowskis guy. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to, uh, to see if we can get him in here maybe in the next little while. Uh, but we did see a little action out of the Hockey Night in Canada panel in the first intermission on Saturday between Jen Botterill debating against Kelly Rudy and, and Kevin Bieksa on that game last Monday that I think we talked about on the podcast uh, yep. middle of last week, Calgary and New York. With the Truba hit. Yeah, and how hard hitting that game was and when you got to jump in to fight and defend yourself and these sorts of things. And it was a fairly, um, I was going to say heated. They weren't like yelling at each other, but considering how bland the panels can be There were sometimes. differing op- opinions. Yeah, and it wasn't just... I agree, Kevin, and on to the next point or, or whatever. They disagreed. And, and it, you know, obviously Botterill comes from a different background than they do, although also played university like Bieksa did. Um, it was interesting because even between Bieksa and Rudy, there's several years, right, in terms of viewpoint and yep. how the game is played and the evolution of it. But it was interesting to see a little action, a little life, people wanting to have at it a bit on on one of the things that is still probably the most debated about hockey, the place for fighting, the place for hitting, all this stuff. How many people do you think watching that said, well, that's what you get for having a fucking woman on a podcast, mm. on, on a panel? Yeah, because she was taking the softers. Yep, she was taking the, how many people do you think said that? I have no doubt that was said. No doubt in my mind. But I sided with her for the most part. Yeah. Right, they started that. They started that off with the Ken Hitchcock clip, clip of of him talking about. I wish it went back to where you Darian Hatcher days was. The you name. were afraid. <laughs> you didn't know what was going to happen on the ice. Yeah. You feared for your life every shift you went. Out yeah, that you're like, I don't so know. So this is a radio clip Hitch had done. Yeah, somewhere they didn't actually say where the clip had come from, but just Hitchcock's comments and and yeah, he was glorifying the old days, right? Where you could rip somebody's head off and. Yeah. Where there was, and and you know what? And I grew up from, I grew up in a time where, man, I loved junior hockey. I loved the fights. I loved all that, Mm -hmm. right? Like the eighties was a seventies into the eighties was. The Chuck Norris division. Man, we had, again, to to reference my uncle John in here, John, that, that there were, was a, a wings team that he played on that had nine guys with a hundred or more penalty minutes. Right. Woo. Like that Good is. Good luck to you. That is. Well, even, even up to 99 when Dallas finally won their cup, that's Darian Hatcher and Richard Matvichuk. And I can't remember, I, there was somebody, I can't remember who it was, who um, was on the New Jersey team that Dallas, or the Buffalo team that Dallas beat in the final. I think it was Mike Pekka. Probably. He was just like, Good luck to you. Like. You're skating in there against those two and somebody's just going to grab you and throw, literally just throw you to the ground and yeah. beat the shit out of you. And we've, we had a whole lockout as part of coming out of that was to get rid of that, 
yeah, let, let's play the fucking games. Let's skate. Yeah. Let's move. Let's. Uh. And so for me, uh, it, it's funny and I've, I've referenced it on this podcast before going to see Connor McDavid as a junior come through here playing the 67s yeah. and there was a fight and I'm like, man, that's like two 17 year olds yeah. and people are cheering and I'm like, it's fucking unseemly, man. Yeah. And, and so I had, a, I had a kid who was maybe 15 at the time and I had coached in hockey and there's nothing about that that I want to see happen to my kid, let alone have 5,000 people cheering when, kill him, kill when, him. when my son gets knocked out. Okay, kid's got a math test tomorrow morning. And like. this is it, right? <laughs> and so that was a turning point for me, Yeah. right? And you're like, why do I need to see that? Uh, Colton or George Peros. Yeah. Season opener. Face down. Bam. Yeah. Out cold on the ice. And you're like. Very similar to the Kiprios one from yep. a decade earlier uh, or whatever. Uh, Vandermeer, I think it was. Was it not yeah. Jim Vandermeer who? Uh, uh, former Oiler. Anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, Sandy McCarthy, maybe. Anyway. No, it was a, it was Van something. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm like, that's sickening. And yeah. and at the end of the day, I want to see the skill. I want to see the Truba hits. I still want to see that. Well, even on Saturday, Brady Kachuk. And Evander Kane. Yeah. Those are two stars. We always talk about in the cup final, Vinny LeCavalier. LeCavalier. You know, like, okay, I've been playing you for two weeks now. I'm sick of you. Fuck you. I get that. That guy's boil over. Shit happens. I still, I don't, you know, I I have time for that. Yeah. I I understand that. It was the stupid staged bullshit off the face-offs and you hit this guy, so now we're going to fight because that's what's expected off the... Stop. It was ridiculous, right? Right. But we still saw, again, just this Saturday, Brady Kachuk and Evander Kane, two first-line guys. It was the heat of the moment. They're, you know. We're going to do it. Brady is not impressed with how things are going. And sometimes shit just happens. I get that. But I, I, I'm i yeah. fine with the idea that the the guy who is on the Colt Nor. I'm fine with the fact that that job is gone in the NHL. I don't need to see Austin Watson get punched out by somebody because he's stepping up and and doing something for a teammate. I don't need like it doesn't like psh. yeah. The Wings won cups without a tough guy in an era when mm-hmm. other teams had them, and you're like, yeah, we'll take the power play. And so that is whether we touched on it last week or not. It is the idea of of if you if you do fight. If there is the fight, you know, why you got to fight versus if you don't fight, people are like, why don't you? Yeah. Nobody stood up for that guy. Right. Like every big hit, see someone run in and you're like, why do you have to fight over a clean hit versus the, yeah, nobody runs in. If he's like, nobody stands up for you. There's no chemistry on this team. team. Yeah. Well, it can't be both. Yeah, no, it can't be both. (laughs) And I'm probably guilty as, as most people are, I'm probably guilty of both. Well, it depends, right? What side is my team on in this situation tonight? Yeah. Did my guy not run in or did my, yeah. was he smart enough to just take the power play or? Oh, probably not he, smart enough. No, okay. Well, <laughs> either way, right? It, and it was interesting to see that debate play out. Um, and I want to see more of it. Yeah. Is really what it comes down to is differing opinions yeah. are what move the needle. And it was great, frankly, to not see Jen back down. Like she went right at it with them, right? Like she wasn't. She, 
You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't well, a full blown argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. she stuck firmly to she, her point. She was firm in her points. Yeah, as were they. And, and fine. Like that's an interesting debate to me. If you if you're gonna run something like that with some personality in it out there every Saturday night, I'll watch you in her mission. But it's it's too often too bland. Well, we don't need a Steve Simmons out there who's just no. who's just looking to make just takes for the sake of takes. Exactly. Um but it does come down to I was left with I listened to I listened to Hitchcock. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, it's a dinosaur take, man. And I'm a guy who who grew up with eighties hockey. Sure. Right. So I, I do get that. Well, that Battle of Ontario, it was as we referenced, the skilled sends versus the bully leafs. Lunchbox leafs. Yeah. And now here the leafs are getting bullied out by Boston or or whatever. It's full circle. But I've said at every turn, lean into your willies. Let's do that. Keep oh, I've leaned into my willies. Keep leaning on it. it. <laughs> so it, I want that skilled hockey. I there was a time, man, three, four years ago where it looked like the Leafs were on the front end of something. The league was going to fully go that way. And then whether it was maybe the Blues 2019 that everyone, yeah, no, fuck that. We're going to beat the shit out of people, right? And kind of pull it back the other way. We got big defensemen who are going to skate and yeah. they're going to they're eat space. Even Ter- your Tarasenko's as skilled as he is. He's, he wasn't afraid to be physical and get in the corners. And, you know, they had those sorts of guys and it sort of reset everything again back to this. Yeah, no, we're we're not going that way. So is Ryan O'Reilly going to be a Leaf? Mm, I, I doubt it, but he, out, out of the big names, if I think I said last, if they could get Timo Meyer, I want Timo Meyer. We'll <sighs> figure. I, 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 but see, the price. I think the price is going to be higher for Timo. Of Meyer course, than it is way for higher. O'Reilly. And then you got to figure out the ten million dollar qualifying offer over the summer. Yeah, there was one report. I think it was Chris Johnston who said the Leafs have kicked tires on that and just said. It's do or die right now. We'll figure it out in the summer, right? Someone will get traded again or, you know. But Ryan O'Reilly? I just look with the, you mentioned Tarasenko with the trade to the Rangers. Yeah. And I just look at that. That to me is the white flag goes up in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and so when you look at Ryan O'Reilly, what the Leafs want to do, could do. See, to me, that would work because... I really like what David Camp brings, but I like it on a fourth line, not a third line. Yeah. So if you could put O'Reilly in that third line center spot. Money. Yeah. Behind Tavares, behind. And now, you know, O'Reilly takes all your defensive zone draws. You're not asking Tavares to do that. You can put Matthews more in the offensive zone and Camp can take what's left of the defensive zone. draw. That works. And occasionally O'Reilly can slide up into the top six yeah, with easily with Tavares, one of the moves to the wing, whatever that's going to look like. So I don't hate it. I'm a little concerned by the injury and by the numbers this year, but you're not asking him to be your number one center. You're asking him to be your third line center. And I think he's still perfectly capable well, and, of that. And, and so for me, if I, if I'm a Leaf fan or if I'm like, this is six years in, right? You're looking for, you got to make shit happen. Yep. Right, there isn't a pile of depth in the in the minors nope. in terms of you have a first and you have a Robertson, you have Matthew Nyes. Yeah, Matthew Nyes is a great one. I'm not sure what's happening with Rodion. Yeah, um, no one really is. That's but but this to me is the time where if you could use that first and and a nice, I would trade Nyes. I not. I'm not saying I'm lining up. You're looking up at to, a cup, Matt. You, yeah, it, that's what you got to. 
and when you look at those university numbers, and he has been dominant down there, but on uh, on Kiprios' show last week, he said this is the preeminent, the number one power forward prospect in the game. He like, says who? That's a ridiculous take. He might be. Like, there's a lot of really good things to like about him, but sometimes it doesn't work. And you can compare some of his numbers, and they line up very, very similarly to Jimmy VC's numbers in college. Oh, I love I love a little Jimmy VC. And now you're like, I'd trade that, right? Like, if that's what he's going to be. Yeah. It's it's a tough thing right now, but they're going to have to... The NCAA, in terms of a power forward, yeah. is super hard to really calibrate. Right. So... If that's what it took to get, and I, again, I'm not just trading yeah. him for nothing, but for the right piece, a big piece that was really going to help you. If oh, they that's should, a sweep. That's a con Smythe piece. I would, I would do it. I'd, yeah, okay. Like to sit there and go, we won't trade that guy when you haven't seen him play one game in the NHL. Yeah, and you're going for it right now. Well, that's seen, a terrible, uh, terrible. We've seen so many, so many of those things where you fall in love with your own prospects, mm-hmm. and you're like. I don't know, man. The now, and, and again. Well, he turns out to be Nick Robertson. The, like, the, we were all really high on that guy. Boners, and, Matt. Boners. And he's got hurt, and that's been unfair, and the pandemic didn't help him. And that, but he's been given opportunities, and it really hasn't. Also doesn't help that his brother's a 40 goal Putting up 50 a year now. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. It, it, so it, sometimes it's Robertson is actually. Sometimes it just doesn't work, right? And so to me, I, I think you're right. Not that Toronto's window is closing right now. But you are in the heart yep. of yep. a window, right? right? And if you if you have to trade that first and a prospect, mm-hmm. even if it is a blue chip prospect, right? Psh, you got to do, do it. You got to do that do now. It. And if it brought in O'Reilly, and you go, we're going to couture off that guy. We're going to sit him as long as we can. We will first send out the proper alerts to the local Tim Hortons. <laughs> that they need to reinforce their windows and everything. We'll let everybody know it's going to be okay. Yeah. And and then. Before he drives his pickup truck through the front door. And then you do it, man. Then you, you do it. You do it. Like to me, if I'm a Leaf fan, what are you, what are you doing now? We need to make shit happen now. Yep. Right now. For sure. For sure. Right now, Matt. Uh, over the weekend, they played Columbus twice. Look like, sp- look like the spring, Matt. Get a split. Uh, probably looking for more than a split against the last place Columbus Blue Jackets. And if a split is all you're going to get, how about you lose on the regional broadcast on Friday night <laughs> down in Columbus and not on hockey night in Canada. When the Canada. cannon is firing. And now we, we, we get hockey night in Canada on Saturday. There's no other game. The whole country's watching and you... You sound, you, like a, you sound like an Ottawa fan right now. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But it's mainly because I kept hearing from Ottawa fans all night last night. This is the Leafs. Eh? This is, yeah. Well, this see, is and, 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 and a little inside a little inside baseball here. I watch all most hockey games on delay. Yeah. Matt sends me a text. He's watching the Sens afternoon game on Noon Saturday in live time. Yeah. I'm a full period and a half behind it, and he's like, Experience sends hockey, I think is what I said. Yeah, so I, I checked it because we were we were exchanging show notes. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, fuck, things have not gone good for the locals when Matt is sending me that. <laughs> so then I, 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 
I'm I'm wandering around the house later in the night and I say, hey, blankety blank, what's the score in the league? The Leafs lost to the Blue Jackets tonight, four to three. And I'm like, I wanted to send Matt the thing yeah, yeah. saying, this is spring Leafs hockey right here. But I, he was too busy doing the high knees around the house. But I didn't. But I didn't send that because well, when I sent that, just to close out the anecdote for the the Sens fans amongst us, the Sens had just lost. Plus, Jake Sanderson had gone down, and their goalie had been crippled. How do you blow both cruise. MCLs, Matt? Those it are seems su- super hard. That was very Sens hockey. Uh, so. It's funny, man. We talked in the green room. I believe the Leafs' record right now against the bottom eight teams in the league is brutal. Five, four, and four against the rest of the league. Twenty-seven, ten, and three. So if you could just stop feeding us the bottom feeders, yeah, we'll be okay until oh, Arizona's April. getting fat. Arizona's getting fat. We're ruining their Connor Bedard, uh, <laughs> Connor Bedard chances with Leafs. Their t- or ch- points they're taking off the Leafs. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a frustrating thing. It's hard to explain. Kevin Bieksa tried on the broadcast. I, I, would, I would suggest those bottom feeders don't want to see the Leafs on their... The Habs are taking points off the yeah. Leafs. Anaheim is taking points off the Leafs. I, I, Arizona. We get it. <laughs> yeah, just, Ottawa. Those, yeah, those guys don't want to see them on the Leafs on the on the, on the dock We got either. Chicago twice coming up. We could oh, ruin their lottery. <laughs> see, this is it, man. Luke Richardson's rubbing his mitts already. Yeah. He's like... This is good shit. This is where the good shit happens. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was an ugly, ugly game. And on Friday, everyone's pretty happy because hey, you don't take much from a win over Columbus. I do. But it was like that's what it was supposed to look like. It was clean, right? Three, Just three nothing. Those are that's those so guys. Samsonov got that one. Joseph Wall played on on Saturday. And they did not give him a whole lot of help. Most of the way through the second period, someone showed that home plate yep. graphic. Oh boy, they were giving Columbus, yeah, giving looks, giving it up, giving it up. Boone Jenner getting fat on <laughs> Toronto. So yeah, they didn't help him out a lot. I, I didn't think he was great, but I didn't think he got much support either. But he was like something stupid, 13 one and one in the AHL this year. So they wanted to give him a, give him a shot and they needed to, someone was going to have to play the second half of that back to back with Matt Murray still out with the runs or contemplating, he's going. <laughs> contemplating life. Yeah. What's happening with, con- is there belly lint in my navel? So it was a bit of a soft deuce for the Leafs on, uh, oh, on the, Saturday night. The soft deuce in new sheets. Uh, speaking of which one of the long running, although less and less, uh, discussed elements of this podcast's history. It's a little audio whiplash. Yeah. As your longstanding offer to eat a, uh, a road apple. <laughs> yes. For 50 grand. Yeah. Still on the table, man. What the else whole, is the whole thing, Matt? The yeah. whole thing. Okay. Okay. But also on the table this week for only $4,000 though. Still on board. I'm taking it. They are running a vaccine test or the same way we do for any medication. You need people to volunteer to come and be part of the, uh, what do they call it, man? The, uh, sample group or the. It's a research. A study, whatever. You people know what we're talking about. They come in, they test a bunch of you and see if you drop dead or not. And, uh, if it, if you do, they, they don't put the medication out there. Um, unless you're a conservative, in which case you do believe that. Anyway, let's not get into that. This is a study for a dysentery vaccine. They need some people to come in 
and uh, and volunteer to see what this does to you. And so there will be three groups. One group will take two doses, and this is orally. It's a drink. Chug. Yes. You'll get two doses. One will get one dose and a placebo, and the third group will get two placebo doses. And uh, they're going to give you diarrhea for a week or so. You're going to drink this, and then you're going to shit yourself for a week. And, uh, and they will determine based on that how this is functioning, what it's doing to your gut. Um, I don't know a lot about dysentery. I did used to play back in elementary school a lot of Oregon Trail. <laughs> and you frequently would have members of your party die of dysentery. Yeah. Or bad river crossings if you built a bad raft, whatever it might be. But dysentery, I, I always... <laughs> Uh, so I'm curious, 50 grand, you'll eat a road apple for four grand. Will you drink something that's going to literally make you shit yourself for a 100%, week 100%, to the point where you have to check into the hospital. I think that's for 11 days actually. Yeah. You have to check. And, and, and it's funny because it is funny. Yes. It, it's <laughs> some it, diarrhea. It, it's Emory university. And so what it says is, so dysentery is really, is you are eating or drinking well, eating or drinking unsanitary. Anything that's been sort of laced with human feces. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. So. But not road apples. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's honestly, man. It's a bit of a risk. There's way more. You should wait for this vaccine. There's way more oats in that than there is anything else. Right. right? It's a a road apple, man. One solid chunk. No problems. Um, When we first talked about it, you said it wouldn't be solid. You said oh. to expect it to be kind of no, 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 flaky. And- no, no. I, I think it's kind of got that sort of. Remember those 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 Malomars or whatever those <laughs> sort of the, the chocolate out, outside is kind of yes. solid, but okay. inside is is more nutty and nutritious. That's kind of what I expect a road apple to be like. Fifty okay. grand, man. I'm Fifty feeling- grand. All right. But the four grand, I, I I'll take a little diarrhea over. You know, keep me tight. Keep the water levels low, no problems, we're good to go. It's funny, man, because people are listening to this the Monday morning after the Super Bowl. So some of you may be doing this for free right now. Wing, as wings, and, <laughs> wings and chili right now, baby. People are dealing with the after effects anyway, and, and nobody's many, paying you for and it. And how many Bud Light or Coors Light have you taken down? <laughs> I'm looking at all of you in the northeastern United States. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want dysentery. I no. don't want dysentery. No. Right? So It's a horrible way to and, go. And, and you know what? According to Oregon Trail. I, I've twice been to Brazil. Okay. So I'm there for a world championship, and anything that is either grown in water or water-based, uh, hello, celery, lettuce, mm-hmm. I'm avoiding. Like nobody's business. What about the, the, the water itself? No, Matt. No. <laughs> there's zero chance. So- I actually there for a world. I'm eating fried chicken, fried fish, yeah, key lime pie, and drinking beer. That's <laughs> and you know what? Rob comes through. Sound is the pound, baby. <laughs> Good to go. Whereas there was three of us to a room, and we're we're in a we're in a fantastic hotel. It's all marble and brass, and there's a bidet and a toilet. I got the guys I'm rooming with shitting in the toilet, throwing up in the bidet. Ah. Hey, hey, and all I'm saying is they didn't follow the Rob plan. No, 
the beer and uh, the beer, beer and fried, fried chicken. chicken, fried fish, and key lime pie. <laughs> Bam! Honestly, Rob was good. Rob was still solid at the end of the two weeks. I think this is one of those stories that's that's good for a giggle. But this is the way medical science works, right? We got to test this stuff. But I'm doing it. I'm, yeah, for I'm, four grand. Nope. But I. But again, I want diarrhea. Oh. I'm not loving the dysentery because <laughs> dysentery is dysentery can cause kidney failure. Oh yeah, no, it's not good for you. And so, the I, what do they call it? Shigella? I, Shigella is the virus that causes dysentery, uh, whatever that. So they're looking for a cure for that. So they yeah. have to get you to take which, this, which plagues large parts of of Africa yeah. and and South America. So essentially, yeah, they're looking for volunteers to come in and shit themselves for a week and. Well, see, four, it, there's there's worse ways to make four grand. I, I love the idea of when they said or handling diapers. Yeah, yeah, like it's right under your nails. Anybody Sorry, who's had kid, kids and you're like, oh, <laughs> right I'm, back. A, I'm a notorious nail biter. <laughs> right back to the chip bag after. <laughs> yeah, it's it, kids are foul. You can't kids have are, no kids are the worst. Man, you kids can't have good things with kids. That is that is an honest to goodness truth. So we may start a uh, a GoFundMe. See if we can get Rob to shit himself hey, or hey man. eat some I'm, shit. Or I'm, I'm, well, okay. I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be clear on this, Matt. It's a road apple. Yeah, it's shit. It, okay, but it's a horse. Yeah, it's it's horse shit. I'm not eating. No, I can't. all right, all right. And that's all. Rob wanted to be clear. Yeah. Rob is not eating any human feces. <laughs> that's it, man. But I will chug your diarrhea juice. Your diarrhea juice. A lot of things to clip and save here for future. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and as I said, keep it tight. Yeah. Keep everything lean. We're good to go, man. It's like a forced diet. And courage to all of you right now. Who courage. Are de- dealing with uh, your post-Super Bowl. Couldn't come at a worse time. It's true, man. Uh, speaking of GoFundMe, I do want to mention, because we talked about it off the top of the last show, there is indeed now a GoFundMe okay. for Bonnie Bunda. Nice. And uh, that's been set up. The links are in our show notes on for the foreseeable future um, on the Talk and Audio podcast, wherever you're hearing us right now in your app, if you want to support Bonnie, uh, mother of a good friend of the show, Steve Bunda, uh, you know, after the house fire and then being defrauded by the construction company that was supposed to put it back together, um, that gun, GoFundMe has been set up. It's linked at talkandaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now if you well, want to uh, and, check and, that out. And the thing is, I've never met Steve, Yeah. right? So, so yeah, Buns is a good friend of the show. Um, good local guy, um, but the Bonnie is a is a staple of the South End. Yeah, local right? legend. There is there is so many people who have come into contact with with Bonnie and and the good she does. Yeah, so through the riding lessons and all all sorts 100%, of one hundred percent, man. In terms of of what she does for the South End of the city, so. Uh, if you are thinking about it, that is a great place to start. Couple bucks doesn't have to be much, right? Correct. So we'll, uh, if you got it to spare, the links are everywhere. They're on our social media. They're at talkinaudio.com and they're on your, your podcast app right now. Let's talk a little about David Pasternak. Oh, Matt, there's lots of, there's, there's juice here. There's meat on the bone. <laughs> uh, currently just tearing it up, having an MVP caliber season as one often does. In the final year of their contract, and it's time to get paid, time to get a little something, a little something shiny and new. Uh, he's killing it. And Dom Lustician, who 
Rob's been a little critical of his writing. Just needs to tighten it up a little. Right? Just no. I mean, Dawn is Dawn does Dom. Yeah, Dom. Sorry, Dom does <laughs> excellent work. Sure. Just just needs to just reduce it by about thirty five percent. Take a little offer. Yeah. Okay. So the point of his article, and we'll share the links in all the usual places, was that this guy is coming up for a new contract at the perfect time when you are having the best year of your career. And he might have a case based on his numbers to become the new highest paid player in the NHL. And that comes with all sorts of politics and players holding their own contract values down for the longest time. Uh, Connor McDavid, rightfully so, is the best player in the world. Yeah, was the highest paid player in the league. I don't remember if Crosby ever was. No, he wasn't. Ovechkin... Was. Uh, was and and again, you you could look at Ovechkin in his prime and go, yeah, Ovechkin fair enough. was for like six years. Yeah, at like nine and a half, I think. Yeah, Crosby partly out of superstition, partly out of loyalty. All of it. He wanted yeah. the eight point seven, and, and that is and stuck the, that, to that is real. Keep going, but that is the conversation point here. So Connor McDavid eventually gets the new highest uh, contract in the 100 league, one hundred million over eight years, twelve point five annual cap hit. So. When Nathan McKinnon comes up, he is now the best player of that offseason. He's ready to get paid, and he'd like to be the highest paid player in the league. And it's it's not crazy, right? Is he the best player in the world? No, but this happens over time, right? The cap keeps going up, and so in theory, players' pay should keep going up. But even he is like... I want that number, but I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to blow it. Out of the- so he takes Connor McDavid as 12.5. I'll go 12.6. And suddenly you're that asshole on the price is right. Betting 1201. $1. <laughs> yeah. The guy beside you. <laughs> so he takes 12.6. And so it inches up just in, you know, just, just barely. And the way you have to look at this is percentage of the actual salary cap, right? If the salary cap is a hundred dollars and you give somebody 20 bucks, they're making 20% of the cap, which is the max. When the cap goes up to 200, paying someone else $21 does put them as the highest player in the league, but it doesn't match but the max is what's available. 40. Yeah, it's it, it, right. So this is the thing that people seem to get tangled up on right. is you know, Sidney Crosby, at the time he took his 8.7, it was a huge percentage of the cap. It was just a lot lower, right? And so guys don't seem to want to embarrass each other. Guys, good Canadian boys don't want to, you the pressure, know. The pressure of the hockey. If I take the full amount, we can't sign our extra couple guys. Um, fortunately, Leaf players had no such qualms. <laughs> uh, every one of them took every dime they could get. Uh, fair enough. Um it's interesting. So David Pasternak, is he better than Connor McDavid? Of course not. But it's his time and Connor's time was, it's got to be four or five years ago now. So the cap, even though it hasn't gone up a ton, it has gone up. And that guy also has to future proof his contract because in the next couple years, the cap is going to explode. The last thing I would touch on before I hand this to you is sometimes teams have their own 
internal. They call it an internal cap. You're not going to make more than this guy or our captain or we just don't do those sorts of contracts. Boston has sort of developed a reputation uh, of having set, that. Set the market. But in reality, most of those guys, like Marchand, didn't turn into Brad Marchand until after. Pasternak did not turn right. into Pasternak. He's making, uh, I think, 6. 6.5? Yeah, 6. something 7. like that. Uh, just a little less than Willie, actually. Like, right around the same amount. Um, and so... Who's got more points right now? Oh, fuck. It's not close. Pasternak is running away with... He's like third in the league in scoring, is he not? No, he's not. In goals, he is? Okay, in goals, he is, but not in points. Oh, okay, well... He's got more points than Willie. Yeah. But he's not... He's he's number five. Okay. I just want to finish this out before I hand it to you. It was this idea that, well, you don't get to make more than, than Bergeron. Or, or Marchand. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right? Like that's, you need to take that stand if you want to get paid. Brad Marchand was just in Toronto right before the All-Star game. And I don't know if it was a jab at the <laughs> I, Leafs. Of course it is. Of, of course it partly is for sure. But I don't know if it was also maybe sort of a message to Pasternak. We are successful because we all took less. Now, it, Whether that's true or not, because Marchand didn't necessarily take less he just got good afterwards at the wrong time so uh, it, it's just interesting man because i don't get the sense that pasternak is one of those guys who's gonna look well if marshan's only making what six and six and a six, half five yeah, I think, yeah that doesn't mean i gotta make six five i'm in position to make 13 i might just fucking take it so you got guys not wanting to blow up their own cap. You've got internal politics, best player versus just guy who gets to sign right now. And you've got guys looking at their own teammates saying, I don't know if I should take more than anyone else. What, what do you think if you're David Pasternak right now? Well, see, and, and this conversation really ages us. Mm. I don't need help with that. Like ages, ages this podcast. Yeah. Because... Marchand, Pasternak, Goudreau, all these guys signed those, those contracts in the life of this podcast. Yep. And they were right before this sort of exponential boom, right? Where, the, where they, these guys all signed in the six-ish range, right? Yeah, you used to kind of get a bump in your second contract and then the huge number in your third contract. Right. And then we turned the page and everyone went, yeah, fuck off. I'm just going to get, yeah. I'm just going to take huge money on my second contract. Sorry, you could have went for that 8.5 or that 8. And so it was this huge jump right after that Pasternak, Goudreau, Marchand. Yep. And, and those contracts are now starting to expire. And, and guys are wanting to get paid and maybe to an extent going, you might owe me a little, right? Like I've been underpaid for a bit here. Well, and, and so that is the crux of this Pasternak conversation, right? Which, which Dom lays out, right? Which is he was fringe top two, fringe top line guy at the time. Yeah. And then bam. Now he's a top 10 at worst player in the league. Right. He's exploded. He's five or six now, right? I think it's, it's, um, it's sort of McDavid, it's Dreisaitl, it's, it's Kachuk, it's Kucherov, and then it's sort he's of... He's sort of right in there. Yeah. He's right in there. And so he is a 40-plus goal guy. Yep. 
you are looking at, he's a 40-plus goal guy on a Bruins team, which has a, a super aging Bergeron, mm-hmm. a, a, a Krejci's back there this year. Yep. You have Marchand, who's in his 30s. And and the and the thing is, which which what Dom is is really leaning on here is the the players need to sort of go with the who gives a fuck what the team wants to do. We're gonna look out for us yep. and the players' association. Yep. Right? We're gonna push this envelope. And, and as Pasternak is past and, and Dom lays this out very clearly. Is Pasternak the best player in the league? No. Nope. Is is he the best player available right now? Right. Uh, for yes. free agency? Yes. Yes. And so does he owe it to the PA to push that push envelope? Push those contracts higher. He and says his numbers suggest he should be worth about 13.7. He would blow McDavid away. And, With, and but yet, it's been five years. And yet finish 50 points behind right. McDavid? <laughs> As everyone's going to, but yeah, okay, but it's one of those things, right? Where you look and you go, you are fifth or sixth in NHL scoring right now. Yeah. Yet you, but here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, Nathan McKinnon, who signed, he has zero forty goal seasons, right, <laughs> and signed for who would you rather have, McKinnon or Pasternak right now? Me? Yeah, McKinnon. Why is that? Because I always take the center. Yeah. And so, and that's fine. But Nathan McKinnon <laughs> right now was like 35th in the league yes, scoring. I understand. And so if you look at it, he's $12.6 million. Mm-hmm. And he is the NHL's highest. Yep. And so I wonder. But like just tiptoed past it. Like I, almost like yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really want to upset the boat. Well, uh, he intentionally took 100 grand a year more. Yes. Then McDavid. Which said, I want to be the guy who's, for now, the highest paid player in the game, but I don't really want to rock the boat. Right. But which is what Dom was was yeah. selling in that article, right? Which is, I owe it to the PA, to the PA and, the next, and the next generation of If I of take players. 13.7, they can't keep Gabriel Landeskog. They, uh, well, no, no. We, See, that, that to me was not what Dom was saying. Dom, what Dom was saying was, Pasternak says, I'm taking the 13.7. Yeah. Which is the max which then allows McDavid in two years or Austin Matthews yeah. in two years. Don't do it, Pastor <laughs> to, to say, hey, I want that $14 million. Yeah. Right? Because as the cap grows, the right. percentage. So All I was saying was McKinnon, if he takes the 13-7 or whatever he may or may not have been worth at the time, the team does get broken up. That is another million bucks you can't sign. So, And that's the way the team would se- sell it to him. If you do this, you you can have the money, but you will unquestionably be on a worse team because of it. Right. And and so this is and if you look at in my opinion, it is it is the very hockey centric mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby with his 8.7 Dom says superstitious way, but it's just corny and it's yeah. Canadian and it's Yeah. And you go, "Ah, I my birth date is Eight seven, and I'm eighty seven, and I'm going to take eight point seven. But Malkin's like, fuck that. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'll I'm take not, the nine. <laughs> I'm not the best player on this team, but I'll take the nine point five. Yeah. And I'm I'm clearing through it. Yeah. And 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 really, at the end of the day, I don't blame Gino Malkin for that. Nope. 
I'm going to get paid, man. Pay me in rubles or whatever, but I want <laughs> Please my, don't pay me in rubles. I want my uh, – that's, that's a billion rubles. Can yeah. I have a billion rubles? And I'll never see them. <laughs> and, and all I'm saying is, is it's, it's the, the fine line between – and let's just look at – so if I was to ask you, Matt, top 10 scorers in the league right now. Goals or points? Points. Okay. Top 10 point getters in the league versus top 10 salary earners in the league. Can't be more than like four that are in common. Okay. Matt, a good listener. What do you suggest? I'm giving you five, four, three, two, one, three. So three of the top 10 point getters in the league right now are, are also in the top 10 paid Right now. Right. Which is kind of also what Dom was saying, which is, hey, this is an eight-year contract. If, if, if Pasternak is going to send sign an eight-year contract, mm-hmm. it's fine. He's going to get a 90-point season this year. His 90-point season or whatever in six years from mm-hmm. now, where is the cap? What percentage of the cap? Like it's fucking, you need a math. It's hard, right? Because the cap will keep going up. And so his, he's not going to take 13.7, but let's say he did. If the cap but, keeps going but, up, but keeps does going he up. beat McKinnon's contract? Is that? I don't think he will. I think that Boston thing is going to creep in and fuck me again. McAvoy, <laughs> did, McAvoy said no. I think a lot of teams looked at Dowdy and looked at Carlson and said, yeah, we're not doing that. That's too much for a defenseman. Hey, both we're, of those guys in the top 10 this year. Yeah. How'd the last few years go? I'm with you. It's rebounded. But those contracts have not. And even like you look at Seth Jones at nine. It's like, man, we're not doing that. Even the PK Subban contract at nine was, it yeah. didn't end well, right? Like, Retired. Yeah. So I, I just, I look at it. I don't think. Pasternak, there's the Boston thing. Do you he, know how many Leafs are in the top 10 of, of salary earners? Three? Three. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. know how many Leafs are in the top 10 in point? That would be zero. That would be zero. Although Mitch Marner is. He's creeping up. Knocking on the door. Yeah, he's coming at you. Yeah. Yeah, he always has a Humming, post, coming at you. Post-All-Star Mitch is something to behold until April 15th. We love it. We love it. Um, it, it's interesting, man. And this to me is the argument for what NBA stars do. I don't want an eight year contract. Fuck you. Well, they have, I'll a, take fi- it. They have a five year, I think. But and most of them will still just take two. Yeah. Say, I'll, I'll reevaluate. And, I'll, uh, you know, we just saw last week Kyrie just being like, I don't really care about my contract. I'm not going to play flat. here anymore. Yeah. Uh, send me to another part of this flat surface, uh, down to the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. And as soon as he was gone, Kevin Durant was like, nope, I'm out too. And off to uh to Phoenix, he ends up. So but those guys championships. Those guys in the NBA, they take short two or three year deals because they know the cap's gonna keep going up. Yep. They don't know how their team is gonna look long term. They don't lock in, they risk it and go, I just gotta there is a risk. If you get hurt, you're fucked, right? Whereas a nice eight-year contract yep. gets you paid no we matter what. We just talked about it with Dylan Cousins. All right. So if you just sign for two or three years and it doesn't go the way you thought it would wherever you just signed, well, 
off I go. I'll, I'll look for someone else. Maybe me and my buddy are going to be free agents at the same time, and we will turn the Milwaukee Bucks into a super team or whatever we want to do. What's Bosch doing? Yeah. What is Bosch? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It's just a totally different mentality 100%. between NBA players and NHL players. NHL players almost across the board say, I'll take the security. I want the long-term stability. Uh, I don't care what it means long-term. Uh, I just lock me in. The NBA players seem to be more willing just every two or three years. they getting paid $35 million yeah. a year. So even if I go down this year, I'm probably going to be fine. I'm making $70 million over the next two years right. as opposed to right. that 16 in the NHL. So it, it, it's just, it's a it's wild how different the mindset is. And so Austin Matthews will be the next one, right? After but Pasternak, he's got look, one year look, left. Let's look at the Leafs. Yeah. With three guys in the top 10. Do you know who number 10 on the 2022 20- 23 NHL salary earners is? No. Carey Price. Oh, no. Dude has got a couple of years left and not even playing in the league. And not planning to again. Ever. No. Ever, ever. And so, yeah. Shea the, Weber's got to be right around there, too. Only a couple hundred uh, yeah, grand he's, behind him. He's, he's, he's beyond that. Due, due to his 18-year contract or when yeah. he signed in Nashville. But it it is, as you suggest, the Leafs have three of the top 10 this year, nobody in the top 10 in scoring. No. And. But this is the, what we talked about in terms of what the cap should do. So Tavares, when he signs 11 million bucks, it's pretty rich. He took less than other teams were offering, but it was a lot of money. And so A, it acted as a magnet for Matthews and Marner to go, well, if he's up there, we might as well get up there. And then the cap didn't go up. Yep. And it locked everybody in right there, and it gave you no space to do almost anything else. It's it, it was super unfortuitous what happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? That they it's signed very upsetting to everybody. I know. Yeah. Not yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not in my pants. <laughs> no. Um. But yeah, when he signed there, and he signed for money that was, you know, available. Yep. Right, whether he was looking at San Jose, Dallas, Boston, Toronto, there was all kinds of people. Yep, New York wanted to keep him. Yeah, looking, Tampa looking for, looking for that. Right, and so he signed for what was available on the market. Yeah, um, but as as we've talked about on this show many times, right, Matthews Marner gets sucked to that. Yep, and if you look at at the Bruins, which is a lovely comparison in the division, right? In terms of where Marchand was, where Pasternak was, where Marchand, where Bergeron was. All of them, like 4 million bucks. Right. And, and you sort <laughs> of go, of and you go, hey, what are you doing? Right. And and again, I said it earlier, right? That Ray Bork, Cam Neely, 80s. Hey, man, you this Ray came in here and Ray you know, put the knuckle to the forehead and took less money and, 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 and. Now we expect you to do the same. That's a Bruins thing, man. From the Harry Sinden days of the seventies, <laughs> that's a Bruins thing. Yeah. That is, that is a real thing. But we can look at this. We can look at this in real time and say the Bruins since winning the cup in 2011 and they won a cup in 2011 and they haven't won a cup since. Right. But they've had a, shit ton of success. Yeah, a couple more finals appearances in 
13, I believe, and 19. And and so if you just look at this as, and to me- Look the, at it. <laughs> look directly <laughs> at it as a Leafs and, and an Atlantic Division fan, right? And you go, as a hockey fan, what are we looking to do in terms of, do I want my guys to go- I'm I'm going I'm going max. No, as a fan, you don't. You definitely oh, oh. don't. So there's fan and there's franchise. And the teams don't either. Right. On the same side of the ledger. And then there is the player on the other side saying, I'm gonna do what's right for me. Yep. I'm gonna Mercenary but, City, man. Let's, right. Mercenary and I'm gonna get mine. And PA. Yeah. And you go, what is it gonna be? Right? But but the hockey culture, and you just you made that lovely comparison. Between the mercenary that is the NBA player and the mercenary that is the the NHL player, and the psyche that comes with that, yeah. and you go, the 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 pressure that Pasternak will feel to go, okay, is it is it the Boston Bruins in, internal cap of of nine point five at McAvoy, who already blew up the Pasternak yep. and Marchand internal cap, yep, and went nine point five, bam, and you go. Or do I do the 13.7 max contract right now, knowing that, and as Dom said, in four years, 92, man, that, that cap is going to be 10 million at least more than what yeah. it is right now. Yeah. Do you, I'll tell you, I, I expect Pasternak to get into double digits. Oh, 100% double digits. But I don't think he pushes... The McKinnon thing. Does he exceed $11 million? I sort of, for some reason, have in my head 10, 10, 5. He, he could, he absolutely could ask for 11 or 12. I sort of think this is the new Boston thing where I'm taking less, but I'm not taking Marchand less. less. <laughs> right. But, but as you've said, Marchand and Pasternak were just, they were one year behind. Yeah. We signed our contracts and literally the next year, everyone was like, no, fuck, we're, we're taking more now. Right. And so it was just bad timing for that. And that would weigh on your mind too. If you're Pasternak, I've been underpaid for the last several years, whatever that's worth to you looking at professional athletes. None of them are underpaid, but the market says he's been underpaid. I'm going to settle back in rural Czech Republic. Remember he said a couple years ago, he's like, ah, the money doesn't matter to me. You remember that? He was just like, I'm just happy to be here. Like, his mom was baking and cooking his breakfast in the morning. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if the if it matters to him. Well, I think we're going to find out. It matters a little. Yeah. Sidney Crosby's 8.7 and Connor McDavid's 12.5 were the same. The cap, it was about 14% of the cap. It just doesn't feel like it, right? The cap was much lower when Crosby signed his. And that's the math that we'll see. I'm sure agents understand this and maybe some players do but a lot of the time as fans we just look at the the price tag we just look at that dollar number and it, when the cap is 42 million dollars and Crosby takes 8.7 million of it Jesus but if the cap is 65 million dollars and Connor takes 12.5 well, all right it's still a lot but they're actually in terms of what it allows your team to do around you you know well, the, the, the pie, the pie keeps getting bigger and the percentage of it that you chose to take is, is on you, man. So it'll be interesting to see. And what he was saying was Ovechkin led for six years. Yeah. 
highest paid player. And again, some of that's internal politics. Am I going to demand more? Even if you're not on his team, I got to have some balls to go to my GM and say, I want to be paid more than Ovechkin. But Ovechkin's saying, do it. Yeah. Because my next contract. My next contract will be in excess of yours. Yes. So let me ask you, because as we are uh, wrapping this, or as we're sitting here doing this show, the, uh, the Habs have just taken down the Oilers. Love it. The oil on the second half of a back-to-back, a couple of afternoon two, games. Two 12.30 starts or whatever it was. Yeah, so a couple 10.30 Alberta time starts. Fans are loving that, you know. Let me ask you this. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, it is. You think the Oilers' bird is headed to the air, or headed to the runway right now? Or with Edmonton not playing again until Wednesday? Are they headed to Crescent Street? At home. Do you think they have the green light for a Super Bowl Sunday in Montreal? Oh man, it's Crescent Street all day, all day. <laughs> do you think it was? Do you think it was hinged on today's performance? If you win, we'll give you the green light. We'll stay the night, or wait till whatever ten o'clock to take off. If you lose to these fuckers, we're going home. I, can oh, you do that? Well, as it turns out, <laughs> yeah, you're going home. I think but- they're off till Wednesday. They're. They're staying in Montreal for the Super Bowl. Ah, uh, if if you give me the option of Casual Sport or any place else on K- on Crescent Street, right, where you're like, now I can ca- think of a few other establishments who probably have a TV up today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and not only that, it's, it's Casual Sport who wanted to serve me. Uh, I asked for Murphy's Irish Stout. Yeah, and they're like, "Would you like that in a jug?" And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You don't serve an Irish Stout in a jug." But yes, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll I'm take- go- no glass. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just going to drink it out of the jug. Yep. Thank you very much. But Crescent Street is is chock full of pubs and great places. And Yeah. Um, I think the oil are probably having a good time in Montreal. Uh, Club Super Sax, I believe, has closed down. Oh. But Pandemic casualty. No, I thought it burned down. I actually saw what happened there. But it's on the it's on the it's on the bounce back. Okay. Um Yeah, they're sticking around. They're sticking they're, around. They're sticking. Why would you not? Charters especially, man. We'll go when we say we're uh, when we say we're done. Ah, uh, it's an extra long shower. The loofahs are are outstanding <laughs> here in Montreal. Um, we talked when you were in here last week about an attempted anniversary celebration for the convoy people. Dun 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 dun. dun. Woohoo! Apparently, it was uh, I can't remember the year, but we just passed this day in history where it reached number one, their celebration lasted for two weeks. Cool in the gang. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't in the, I wasn't here, but I would have loved that. Yeah. It never ended up coming up, but uh, the celebrate, the, uh, the convoy celebration was one of the two Sundays you were away. Oh, okay. uh, Sorry. And it did not pan out. Uh, they were trying to build igloos with saran wrap and yeah, that was going to be creaching bundle. I think we're here. Yeah. A little suffocation action happening there. Maybe. Uh, well, one thing we did see this week, which I thought was fascinating was someone went ahead and installed a plaque in memory of the Battle of Billings Bridge, which was uh, uh, during the convoy, another another few trucks planning to arrive, coming up Bank Street, headed for downtown. And the good people of Ottawa stood in their way, said, enough is enough. We're not allowing any more trucks into our city. And there was a standoff at Billings Bridge where uh, these trucks were trying to get through and and people uh, stood up to them. And so someone came along and put up a plaque, like I said, commemorating the the Battle of Billings Bridge. Unfortunately, there was some complaints. It wasn't hung perfectly straight. 
It wasn't which, perfectly which, square. Which I think was done intentionally to make it look like it was a city of Ottawa block. Okay. Uh, and so this is what ends up uh, coming up is a day or two later. Because I can tell you the first thing that went through my head when I saw that was up, that's not making it 36 hours before it's defaced or vandalized or one of these arseholes is, have, have come along. Arseholes! And sure enough, within a day or two, it's down. Uh, the city says, look, we didn't put it up. We didn't take it down because that was one of the other fears was that, you know, it wasn't technically a city of Ottawa. They say they didn't have anything to do with either side of it. But for a minute, man, it was up there. I, I kind of loved the idea that we were going to commemorate a small victory over the convoy idiots. Well, and yes, and it is a. Still nothing, though. Eh? It's just gone. It's gone. Now, whoever took it down. Apparently left their tools there. Yeah, that was weird too. <laughs> so that to me means it's a convoy person as opposed to maybe, yeah, a city person who's coming. Right, that that's a convidiate who has come and joined. I'm just going to take this block down. Rah. Fuck it. But if for those of you in the capital region or really in the Ontario area, you're familiar with the plaques. It's black kind of got a bronze sort of writing on it. This plaque looked very legit. Oh, yeah. No, someone put money did their this. best to make this thing. Yeah, yeah. And 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 put it up there and... and the Battle of Billingsbridge. Yeah. And and now <laughs> the idea of, of a battle is, is, is sort of a set to of large armed forces. Sure. Like that is what the definition of a battle is. The reality is, and we've used battle in a variety, we, in this very podcast, Battle of Ontario, mm-hmm. two hockey teams. Uh, I think in the 21st century, <laughs> I was going to be like 23rd century. No, we're not in the 20th. We're not. 21st century, that is in Canada about as close to a battle as we're going to get. Heated words. How can you say that? We just had our military up in the air shooting shit down over our territory. Yeah. The battle of Yukon skies. Yeah. Yeah. That Um, the Americans took care of for us. Thanks for that. Yep. And so really it comes down to when, when you look at, at the, that's a great moment in terms of city of Ottawa and people saying, fuck that, man. I'm, I'm. We're done with this. No more. If you can't do it yourself, city of Ottawa, if you can't get your shit tight. We will. We will do this. Yeah. I'll just stand here. And if that's what it takes, then we'll get two, 300 of us and we'll clog this avenue and we'll say, forget it. We're not doing any more. And so while a battle is, seems excessive. Yeah. This was tongue-in-cheek. Of course it was was tongue-in-cheek. But But to me, it is, it is a, it is a footnote in the city of Ottawa. I want answers. I want to know who took it down. I want to know where it went. I just told you. I want to know who put it up because I kind of want to honor that person. I thought this was awesome. Um, like I said, it's a little tongue in cheek. It's a little fun, but it, it is a moment that the local residents there, people who live in that area, people who showed up to block off bank street from more trucks rolling in double birds, baby. Let's do it. Like, let's, let's, I, I'm totally down with the idea that we're going to give a thumbs up to those people. And the plaque, 
maybe a little over the top, but I got time for that. I yeah, that was right, man. but the reality is it it is exactly what we're talking about is is regular people. Yeah. The people who show up and they put their pants on and they go to their fucking nine to fiver. They're the ones who go, I'm tired of that shit. That, that thing over there, stop fucking around. I, do, I don't want to. Stop with the honking. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it sounds ridiculous right now. It's because it was ridiculous back then. But if you had fucking nonstop honking in your neighborhood yeah. in those days. I'm fight. I'm fighting. Like, like, honestly, I'm I'm once the fight guy. Yeah, in almost any room. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I am likes the fight guy. Right. But, but this is people who would probably not subscribe to that title. No. Saying, oh, yeah, man, no, just I, enough is enough. Right? Fuck you, man. Yeah. I'm gonna stand here. Go, go, go the other direction. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday games, just a couple hours from now, as we wind this one down, we are now in hour five of the pregame show. Yeah. Um, I'm on record last weekend saying 24, 21 Eagles in a low scoring. So Matt is an under great defense. Matt is an under on the 50.5, I believe. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. I, I like the defenses. I'm not sold on Mahomes health. We'll, we'll see what this is. I think it's going to be a close game, but I do not think it'll be a high-scoring game. All right. Well, what do, I, what do I do here? What do I do here? Do I go against my 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 gut feelings and just... I am also going under. Okay. I am also going Eagles. Okay. Um, they're, just the, they're the better team this year. Well, but you have an Eagles quarterback with a bum shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right. You have a Chiefs quarterback bum leg. with a bum ankle. And, and you go, what's going to happen here? So to me, that smacks. The distraction of, of the Goodyear blimp being sm- shot down over the stadium. Driven by Rob. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> See you in hell. <laughs> Break torques on, on a Zeppelin. Budweiser blimp untouched. It gets um, to-, <laughs> to me, it is. It is, it smacks of under and it smacks of, I think the Eagles are the better team. Yep. So I am also going with Eagles. Um, I'm going 26, 19. Okay. Uh, and, but, and how in are you on the Rihanna halftime show? Uh, well, I'm, I'm living in a house with a couple of women who yep. are super in on the halftime show. Okay. So I am totally in on the halftime show. Yeah, yeah. And I want to hear more Ella, Ella, Ella. Jay-Z, obviously we're going to see a little Jay-Z. I think so, yeah. So, um, yeah. Is she going to wear a senator's jersey? That's what I want to see. Yeah, perhaps. Seems unlikely. <laughs> uh, she, she was a big Jake Sanderson fan and he's down, uh, so. Well, she was here wearing the, uh, the Emory mm. jersey back in the day. Probably here and only here. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. fuck you, Matt. Yep. Rain on this parade. Yep. <laughs> um, interesting is Chiefs. What are we doing there? Braves, Chiefs, they seem like the holdout on the... Yep. So what's happening there? The Redskins have gone the way of... Uh, the Indians have gone. Yeah. The Eskimos have gone. Yeah. What's happening with Chiefs? 
Matt, I'm asking you directly. <laughs> well, last I checked with Chiefs ownership, uh, I imagine within the next, well, if we haven't heard anything yet, they won't be rebranded by next year. <laughs> Sorry, not by Super Bowl. <laughs> no, yeah, probably not by tonight. Um, I can't imagine it lasts too much longer. But well, we'll and, see. and the thing is, again, uh, prior to coming over here, I said, hey, blankety blank, give me the definition of chief. Hey, chief. Boss. And so it comes up with um, head of a family, uh, you know, clan or ethnicity. And I'm like, all right. How about if we went with the Kansas City chief financial officers, little CFO action? No? Matt? No. Matt's no, scoffing I'm at that. opting out on the <laughs> Kansas City CFOs. CEO, COOs, no? Kansas City mofos. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> Matt! <laughs> that, that may be the best thing you got. Rebranded. Kansas City mofos. Yes. <laughs> uh, coming up in the next couple of days, Kyle Bukoski is going to be here. AJ Jackyback will be on the podcast. Arden Zwellen coming up. Keep it here. We will keep For the good stuff. The good stuff coming. That's what's going to happen. Not that this was not no a solid award-eligible podcast. They all are. Let's get out of here. We are on social media at Talk and Audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing us right now. For Rob, my name is Matt. We'll see you all next time. See ya! Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> the hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?